something else unlocked, unlocked another version of me, unlocked the fact that I can cry and I won't break, that I can feel the pain and not disappear into this, I don't know, into the ground. Like I'm strong enough to cry and be okay. Like I can hold the pain. Like, okay, I can be seen. I can just look at the pain. I can just look at the pain. You can look at the pain. You can look at the pain. You can look at the pain. Welcome to Messaging for Impact, a podcast hosted by Queenette Wobido, founder of Profitable Coach Institute. Queenette guides you on growing your business and sales confidence. Join Queenette as she dives deep into the world of messaging mastery, helping you attract the right audience, enroll paying clients, and create a lasting impact with your message. Get ready to enroll the right fit clients effectively and efficiently while still having plenty of space in your calendar for family and fun. It's time to transform your messaging and generate clients on demand. And remember, you are an unstoppable queen. Welcome to day three, trust the frequency of manifestation. I am so happy that you are back here for day number three. Today is so exciting. So there's a couple of things, right? So if you've been with us um, since day one, day one, we we talked about trust and ways in which you can trust yourself more, how to really hear from your soul. Day two, we looked at forgiveness and how to let go of this heavy burden that's been weighing you down. And what are some of the things that you have to release, let go of, so you can be the woman who shows up, the woman who leads the way, the woman who has been called and answers the call, right? So we talked about that, right? So um, so we're talking, we're taking our little, you know, our walk together and we're moving along further and further away. And all of these, um, days, they stack up on each other and, um, and I, and I love it. Right. So trust is, um, the, the process I, I feel like I've gone through, um, that has fortified me that has been so painful, and I shared that with you, um, you, you know, it's just one of those processes that, you know, it's, it, it's literally, it's almost like your life depends on trusting people, right? Your life depends on trusting the Holy spirit, trusting your spirit, trusting other people. We're in this with other people. And so if we, um, just walk around life and, um, and just don't trust people, then, we're going to feel alone and we're going to feel isolated. So there's some things that I want to wrap up um, that I, I didn't finish sharing. And, and I think it's very, very important because I think for some of you, this is another work um, and things that you might want to process and things like that. So, and I, again, this, this happened because my soul led me here. Right. And so one of the things that I want you to like, if you, you walk away with is knowing that your soul is leading you, your soul already knows it all. Your soul can see all the things, right? You don't have to worry about knowing, right? You don't have to worry about knowing. I knew I was going to have a conversation for five days, but I was trying to write it down, but I was just like, I, my soul already knows what to say. And some of the things my soul already knows is better than some things that I would have planned. Right. And so trusting your soul, trusting where it is leading you, trusting that you've been called, trusting the vision that you see, the desires, the pleasures, and all those things. That's exactly what we're here to do. So I want to strengthen your trust muscles. I, I'm inviting you to strengthen your trust muscles. When you strengthen your t- trust muscles, you show up a certain way. You show up already knowing that, oh, yeah, you, you, you're the one, you're the one, you're the one who's supposed to talk about this. When you trust yourself, right? 
you show up knowing that of course I'm I, of course I have to talk about this. No one else has these codes. No one else has these insights. No one else has these stories. These are my stories. I get to show up and share them, right? We are all interconnected. Like literally all like all the people that like um the the professor that helped me forgive myself the the thing there's a story I'm going to share with you right now like all all of us all of us are connected to each other and so your story shared with the world creates an impact and that impact right has a ripple effect a generational ripple effect that's why you're here today to create a generational ripple effect but first you have to trust you have to trust that you're the one. You have to trust that there is no difference between you and I. There's no difference whatsoever. Whether you've never talked in the mic, whether you've never shown up before, whether you've never shared your story before, whether you've only shared parts that you've been comfortable with, like it just, it just doesn't matter. Whether you're a full-time entrepreneur or not, whether you're part-time, whether you still have a nine to five, it doesn't matter. We're all here to make an impact, right? Your impact may be on a baby. You smile at a baby, the baby smiles at you. Maybe that's your impact. Your impact might be that you're a stay-at-home mom. That's your impact. Your impact might be that you're a beautiful, wonderful teacher. That's your impact. I was a school counselor. Whatever you do, right? There's something down deep down inside of you that is showing you a vision of the future. When you look at you like, sometimes you're like, huh, oh, I don't know about that, huh? Or, or, or like, I know, but how? When you ask yourself how, right? That's control. That's the ego, which we'll talk about in a, um, in an upcoming day, right? So you're something, something, here's how I want you to know. As long as you know that there's more ways that your skills can be utilized, as long as you know that where you are currently right now is not even scratching the surface on who you could be. It's not even scratching the surface of what you can do. It's not even scratching the surface of what you can have, right? That's how you know this conversation is for you. That's how you know that you're on the right track. And here's the thing, right? I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you're here for day three. You know why? Because if you're still listening, that means you've been called. If you're still listening, that means this is a knock. It's like knock, knock, wake up. It's time. Let's go, right? There's a reason why there's a resonance. There's a reason why you're still here. You're still present. You're still caring. Right. And, um, and so I think it's such a beautiful thing. I think trusting and learning how to trust and learning how to trust your soul so that you can keep on walking, making better decisions, shifting off from over like procrastination and overthinking and debating. Like if you overthink things, right, this conversation is for you. Okay. So one of the things I'm, I was so blessed, right. I remember growing up, my wife told you, I came to America with my mom. Um, you know, my father died once she went to Nigeria and all those things. Right. So I remember when I was here and pissed off at everybody, you, you heard the story in day one, right? <laughs> um, I was watching the Cosby show. The Cosby show was my jam. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't, Fel uh, Felicia Rashad. I, I just knew that was, I, I just knew I was going to have all these kids and I just knew I was going to be fierce. I just knew that was going to be me, Felicia Rashad, Right was the woman that I looked at TV and I was like, oh my God, what a beautiful mother. <laughs> oh my God, what if she hugged me? Oh my God, sit me down and talk to me. Oh my God. Like they will go through conflicts and challenges. And um, and she would just talk. Um, uh, 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 Cliff would just talk. 
they would just talk to their kids and process with their kids. No challenge was too difficult. All throughout the time, they were little into their teenage years. They just kind of held this grace, this compassion, this open-mindedness that when I tell you the way I held on to the Cosby vision, I held on to the Cosby show vision for dear life. I said to myself, I'm going to have a family like this one day. If there's one thing I crave, if there's one thing in this life that I crave, it was, I just want to have family. I just want to have a family. So as I explained to you, I've been married for 18 years. I have these amazing three children. Um, I'm going to tell you who they are because sometimes I don't talk about them enough. Again, some things are just sacred, but I do show you, you've seen some of them, right? So Obina is my oldest. He's 17. I'm so proud of him. Um, he's so funny because he just came in second on his speech competition. Um, not that that matters. So I love them no matter what they do. And they know that very important. Um, so he's 17, he's driving, he's going to have get his license in about a month. So he's excited. He's been practicing more and more. Um, he took a big car on the highway. He was like, Oh my God, this is my first time taking a big car on the highway. So he's very excited that he can do the small car, big car. He's comfortable. Amen. Um, the next one, Chirama, beautiful young lady. She is <laughs> my right hand. <laughs> She's been literally interning for, they both intern, um, for, for the company. And it's so beautiful. They, um, she is just, just the beautiful soul, Mother Teresa type soul. Um, she is just such a sweetheart. She's 15. She's also practicing driving. She'll be driving. She'll get her full license next year. And um, I'm excited for that. And so Obi, the two oldest, Obina and Chirama, they are, um, they are, they just hired a developmental editor to go through the final phase of editing their book. They've been writing a book for two years, right? And I've been, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I've been homeschooling since COVID started, um, 2020. And they've been writing their book. They've been writing their book. They've been writing. And when you co-author a book, anybody that has co-authored a book knows that when you're writing a book together, it is not easy and it hasn't been easy for them. But again, with the things that we go through are there to prepare us for what we've been praying for, prepare us for what we've been asking for, preparing us for this desire, preparing us to be preparing us to be the person that can hold it, that can carry it, that can embrace it and not care. No matter what comes into my life right now, it won't matter. It, it literally will not matter because everything that matters, I have. That, that, that needs to literally land everything that really matters. I already have everything that matters. I already have anything is above and beyond is an overflow. Anything that mattered and that matters to me, I am already in the possession of. So that's shit in mind. They're both writing a book. They hired the developmental editor, did that. They did the everything. Like they literally are doing the thing. So proud of them. And then my youngest, she's a superstar. <laughs> Chiamaka, she is 11. She just turned 11. We celebrated her birthday recently. And um, she reminds me of what living a fearless life looks like. She is the most loving people. She walks up to people. She says hi when we're on the street, when we're in the gym. She just loves humans. She's a complete extrovert. Um, but I remember watching her over and over again and watching her just like 
be so free just be like i just know what i want she's always known what she wants she knows what she desires she operates from a place of pleasure amaka what do you want to do when you grow up i remember before when we were like really understanding we we asked her before we started understanding different things right we asked her amaka what do you want to do what do you want to be when you grow up she was just i just want to make people happy she goes i just want to make people happy and at that time my husband was like i need i need some numbers <laughs> I need a degree. I need, I need to understand what you mean. Well, how, how like, how are you going to make money? <laughs> He's so masculine. <laughs> He's like, but now we've done so much work since that question. <laughs> it was like, I just want to make people smile. Make, but like, if you think about how many people make an amazing living, helping people, making people smile, making people laugh. It's like, a, it's like you know what I mean? But again, the opportunity, right? We talked about that in day um, two, the opportunity, you won't even be able to see it unless you already believe what your soul said. So my daughter believed that I just want to make people laugh and that's how I'm going to make my living. I just want to make people smile and that's how I'm going to make my living. And for those of us that have been conditioned that it has to look a certain way, it has to be this way, it has to be a degree, it has to be this, it has to be that. We're not even going to be able to see the opportunities, but she already knows because her soul already knows. And she's listening to her soul. She's soul led. And so she's like, she didn't even, it didn't even occur to her. There was another possibility that she couldn't have what she had desired. Lesson for parents. Lesson. She's already, already known. We're just catching up to her freedom. And so I feel like God blessed us with her. I remember when we were deciding whether we wanted to have another child and I was like, all right, 35 is scratching the, you know, it's, it's coming up, it's coming up, you know, I'm in my 30s now. And it's like, you know, we were deciding and, um, and you know, God knows, the soul knows, every, everything that's supposed to happen is by design. And so when she came um, right away. I was like, whoa, she came almost like a message, almost like a reminder. Even I feel like for me personally too, because when I look at her, I'm like, Queenette, we know, we know that you like, you recognize yourself when you see yourself in someone else. Like I recognize myself in so many amazing women that I see online that I, like some of the people that you and I both look up to, like, you, you, like when I saw her and I saw how fearless she was and I saw how unstoppable she was and I saw how she said it and she did it. She said it and she did it. It was already knowing. I was like, oh, that looks familiar. But now into my forties, right? not that far in, <laughs> but into, um, turning forties and, you know, you know, um, conditioning fear. I failed several times, several times, very painful. I'll, and I'll share those failures. Right. And, um, it's like condition, like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. You know, maybe I'll wait, you know, speaking on stage, maybe I'll wait. There's still little, there was a lot of things, right. And that, not that there's not a season for everything. I do believe there's a season for everything, but when my when Chiamaka came, I was like, she, I was like, this is her whole soul is sending me a message. I'm I'm clear that I'm not here to raise her. Like I I we do raise her, but I'm clear that she was sent. She was sent. She was sent. She's a constant reminder, a constant reminder of what it looks like to live a fearless life. I don't even have to say about, oh, what's going to happen in the future. I don't have to say anything about anything about anything. I trust her soul. She has made it so that 
We trust her soul because the most powerful energy is the one that leads. That's a good writer, Donna. The most powerful energy is the one that leads. She knows where she's going because she's soul led all day, every day. And we're just catching up. And I'm so blessed and so grateful that I'm able to see that. And I'm just like, oh, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when you say a thing and the thing is a thing. Okay. So those are my three babies, right? And I'm so grateful, so happy to be a mom. There's, you know, there's their their heart, my heart outside of me. Like they're just, they're just there. My family, I love them, right? But one thing that I think that is so important, I remember watching the Cosby show and all these things, right? I remember one day the Oprah show was on, right? And my aunt was watching Oprah. Uh, always, I mean, I would, you know, I would, we stayed, it was, as soon as it was four o'clock and you're in the Eastern Standard Time, you already know, it's Miss Oprah Winfrey show time. So my aunt was actually Oprah. I came home one day. I, for, I think I, I was at school. I forgot where I was. Came home one day and um, my aunt was watching Oprah. And this lady on TV, this white lady said, what you think it is, is not what it is, not really what it is. What you think it is, is not really what it is. It's like, what? It's like, what, what does that mean? Like, what do you think it is? Not what it is. So in my head, I'm like, well, my brother did leave me. She didn't come back. She did abandon me. She, I don't, she black and white. She's not here. I'm here. She didn't come back. Hasn't came back since, right? So I kept listening to the lady, kept listening to the lady. And she was just like, you know, you think things are true, but they're not true. You know, you, you see things a certain way, but that might not be the full story. I'm like, this lady, I mean, I know you on Oprah and I trust Oprah and everything. But what you're saying doesn't add up. Okay. I have the math. It's like this. It's just, these are the facts. This, this happened. This happened. This happened. Dad died. Mom left. Heartbroken. Can't trust nobody. What are you saying? So long story short, this lady said, she kept saying all the things like that didn't land at the time, but I just know that she was crazy. And so she did say, you know, print out this worksheet and just do this worksheet, you know, and, and just try it. I was like, I'm not doing that. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. So forget it. I'm not doing that. So I went to school next day, minding my business. And for some reason, <clears throat> this lady kept this lady's words stayed with me. Oh, what you think it is? Not what it is. You know, just try out the worksheet, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't have the full story, all this stuff. I'm like, leave this lady alone. Like, stop, stop, stop. But the thing is, it kept repeating itself over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I was like, stop, stop, stop. Trying to avoid it. So I was like, I think it was, it must have been like the second or third day. I was like, can I just print this stupid thing out and just do it? So I printed it out. I printed out the worksheet. It was one sheet. I put it down, took my pen, and then I just started writing. And the minute I wanted to ask the first question, I read it, wanted to write, and I just started crying. Shaking crying. Like, shaking. Like, like shaking. Like, like shaking. That was the first time I had allowed my heart my, myself to cry. That was the first time that I allowed myself to feel the heartbreak of abandonment, to feel 
the 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 loneliness of not having my mom there to feel the pain of feeling rejected and not enough for her to come back for a lot of things broke i just started crying 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 waters like tears all over the paper crying 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 breathing through it breathing through it trying my best breathing through it like trying to dot the, you know the tears off the papers so i can do the thing crying, 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 crying. My heart broke. My heart needed to break. My heart needed to feel it. I was avoiding it. I was using, pushing people away to be mad and angry. I didn't want to feel the sadness. I didn't want to feel the sadness. It, to cry is harder than to be mad. To cry is harder. It's more difficult than to just be mad and push people away and say, nope, no more. Nope, you can't come close to me. No, I can't love you. So I cried. Lord, I needed that. It felt so good. It felt so good. I felt so seen by the worksheet. The work, the one page worksheet made me feel so seen. So when I tell you, when I share with you, it doesn't take long to change your life. And you have access to one sentence, one quote, you, if one word, one word from this whole series can change your life. One phrase from this whole series, if you allow it to, will change your life. One sentence from this whole series, if you allow it to, can change your life. Through tears, I wrote down and I kept going and I couldn't even stop. I was like, oh my God. And going through the process, I was like, wow. Like I, I it was so exhilarating. It was so like, oh my God. It was just a new feeling. Again, something else unlocked, unlocked another version of me, unlocked the fact that I can cry and I won't break, that I can feel the pain and not disappear into this, I don't know, into the ground. Like I'm strong enough to cry and be okay. Like I can hold the pain. Like, okay, I can be seen. I can just look at the pain. I can just look at the pain. You can look at the pain. You can look at the pain. You can look at the pain. Long story short um I was like wow let me not say long story short but I said wow I looked at it I was like wow I was looking at this from only one perspective I was looking at remember how I was like nope she left her. I was looking at it from one perspective I was looking at it from one perspective my brother and I had planned the trip to go to Nigeria to have in my what I called in my journal to have the why did you leave me conversation with my mother we were going to fly to Nigeria to have the, why did you leave me conversation with my mother? That conversation has been on my heart for years and years and years and years and years. And we watched, I watched this video of the Byron Kate. Her name is Byron Katie. You can look it up. It's called judge your neighbor worksheet, print it out and process it yourself. And before we left, I did this healing work. And so I was able to, in a worksheet, forgive my mother which when I did it, honestly, she didn't need forgiven because I was looking at things from only my perspective. And so the point is I was able to forgive and release the pain and the heaviness of feeling like I was abandoned when I wasn't abandoned, right? When the truth was she was going to Nigeria to me to, to, to secure the, my future, to secure the things that I would need. So she was looking at it as provision, as providing, as being there for my kids. At that time, we were little. Right. And so when I looked at it from a different perspective, I was like, oh, my God, it's not about me, even though I feel it. It wasn't about me. The decision wasn't made for me to feel bad, to feel unwanted, to feel unloved, to feel unlovable, which was another thing that 
that feels like when you feel abandoned, that's one thing you walk around with. You feel unlovable and you never feel like you are enough. And we'll talk about that in the upcoming days, right? And so before God is good, like telling you, and I tell you, this is not something that I learned from the, you know, you're going to die in heaven, hell, you know, church. No, no, Mm -mm. nope, 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 nope. That's why I do this work that I do. Because the things that have healed me, the things that have changed my life are really a regular conversations like this. Conversations like this changed my life. Changed my life. Because people said, I'm going to stand on my story. I'm going to tell my truth and I'm going to share with you what I learned. That's what changed my life. So I have no choice but to stand here, sit here and share with you my stories and in hopes and in prayer that it changes something for you. It shifts something for you. It unlocks something for you. So many unlocks, like so many things unlock for me, right? From conversations, from conversations with other people, from listening to other people have conversations. So as God would have it, right? I saw the video before my brother and I left. I did the forgiveness work before we left. So when we got to Nigeria, I didn't need to forgive her. There was no nothing to forgive. So we got there. She met us at the airport. I looked at her. There was nothing to forget. Nothing to forget. There was nothing to forget. She was already forgiven. I was already forgiven for holding on to things. We went, went to her house. We sat, we ate, we spent days with her. We talked. And Nigeria, any any Nigerians out there can relate to this. Parents will never say, I'm sorry. But what she did was she told the story and she shared with us the decision-making process that she did. We didn't ask her. She shared as if she, as if she knew that it will help to explain. So she so she shared, she, she said, you know, when I was here, I had to make a decision. There were other family members. I had to decide, you guys were still the youngest kids. Go secure the things that you would need so I can provide for you. And that my brother and my sister, they're here. I love them. They're close. And they're the three of them, they're truly close, right? And um, and I left you with the people that I trusted the most because I know you guys will be in good head. So she told the whole story and um, it was just a ter- the cherry on top. It was just a cherry on top. And that's how it has to be because we can't make things an idol. And so the grace and the gratitude I have from that was that <clears throat> you don't have to have the person in front of you to forgive the person, this is the invitation in the journal assignment for you. The person doesn't even have to be alive for you to forgive them, right? The, the, the person doesn't have to be near you for you to forgive them. You can forgive right now. You can forgive in your journal, identify who is it that I'm holding on to unforgiveness around? Who is it that I haven't forgiven yet that I'm still so mad because they haven't said sorry. I'm still so mad because they don't get it. I'm still so mad because there's therapy, there's counseling available, there's books available, they won't read anything. I'm still so mad because they haven't changed. I'm still so mad because I've explained it so many reasons. I've explained it so many ways why I'm still mad and you still don't get it. The, the person doesn't get it. You've tried to, 
to 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 share it in the most compassionate way they don't get it you've been angry they don't get it you've ignored them they don't get it you've isolated them they don't get it. you've done everything you can in your in, in in your way to to get them to get it so you can forgive them here's the invitation to you they don't have to understand it they don't have to understand for you to forgive them they don't have to know it for you to forgive them they don't have to change their behavior for you to forgive them you can forgive somebody regardless of whatever they do, whether they ever say sorry, whether they ever apologize, because the forgiveness that you do, right, is going to unlock it for you. It's going to free you up. It's going to allow you to be the beautiful version of yourself. Unforgiveness makes us ugly inside. It makes us ugly in the sense that we have our heart closed. We don't, we, we're not open, even though we want to be open, even though we're nice outside, it doesn't mean that our heart is, and this is not a judgment, doesn't mean that our heart is open and available. And the hearts that's open and available are the ones that change the world. The people who have an open heart are the ones that can have a big impact because that's the strongest person right? The strongest person is the one that has the capacity to keep their heart open and work from their heart and know that I'm going to be okay. It's going to sting. I'm still going to love. Yes. The person broke up with you and would cheated on you and you're still going to love. Yes. You felt abandoned. You felt left and you're still going to love. Yes. You told your mom that you were being abused and they didn't do anything about it. You're still going to forgive. You're still going to love. Imagine how powerful that is that your love is not dependent on what happened to you or external circumstances that you just get to still love because you deserve it. This is the deserving before I was like, I'm not going to love. You can't come close to me. I thought I was protecting myself. I was isolating myself. That's isolation. That's isolation. That's isolation. And you stay in that dark place for a while until you do this work. Okay. Until you release it. So homework and, and journal assignment for you. Who do you need to forget? And I don't like to use the word who, I mean, need, but who do you desire to forgive in this season? <clears throat> Sorry. Who do you need to forgive? 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 Find out who do you need to forgive? And give yourself the gift. It can be gradually. It can be when you are up to it. Journal it down. Right? What is the other story that could be shared with why this person did things the way that they did it? What is the other story that you haven't entertained yet? Uh, do they even have the capacity? This is some of the work I've done in the past. Right? Do they even have the capacity to accept responsibility. And if they don't, do you not feel compassion for that person? I want you to think about what I'm asking you. Let's say, for example, a parent did something that, you know, that you feel like, man, but I'm telling you that this hurt me. I'm telling you that this, this is not okay. And they can't take responsibility. I want you to think about that. Somebody that's inside themselves in a way that they cannot empathize or see something a different way, not from a place of judgment, but do you not feel, because I want, I want to invite you to feel compassion for that. 
or somebody who just lies on you. Let's say that the person you're mad at, you haven't forgiven, lied on you. Think about it. And you are, you have the wherewithal and the awareness that you have today. I want you to be grateful. I want you to be grateful because in order for that person to maintain that, right? They have to feel a certain way. They have to be in a certain place in their life. So yes, it's easy to be like, nope, I was wrong. Nope, you shouldn't have done that. Nope, you could have done it a better way. You can, you can hold on to that. You can hold on to that. But I want to invite you. I think that you're more powerful than that. I think in this season, you're more powerful than that. You get to forgive them no matter what. You get to forgive them whether you think that they deserve it or not. It's not about a deserving. It's about are you willing to say that you're more powerful, you're stronger, you're aware, you're awake, you have access to hearing this conversation and let it land because people can hear it and I promise you and will turn it off. But in this instant, you're hearing it and you're letting it land. That is grace on you. That's grace. Listening to Oprah talk to Byron Katie is grace. I thank God listening to me. My prayer is that you take the grace and say, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Soul. Thank you. Holy Spirit. Thank you. God. Thank you. Universe. Whatever. Thank you for access to this conversation. I just didn't see it that way before. Right. And then now is not the time to shame yourself and be like, oh my God, now I understand. I'm going to, oh, why did I hold up? No, no, no. None of that needs to happen. I understand. She's forgiven. He's forgiven. They're forgiven. We all, I, I just, I get to enjoy my life. I just, I get to enjoy a different experience now. And moving forward, once you do the work, you journal, you do all the work, right? And you let it go. You just really let it go. You unlock another part of you unlocks and you're going to get lighter and lighter. That's the goal. That's where we're going. You're going to get lighter, lighter, lighter. Trust, trust, trust. More, more, more. Everything comes because you're open. All these locks lock out the dreams you have. All these locks lock out the desires you have, the vision you have. So the more we unlock and let go, the more we unlock and let go, the more we unlock and let go, right? The more opportunities we see, the more collaborations we'll have, the more access to wealth and creation of money and creation of generational impact. And the more we can lead the movement. As we wrap up day three, um, I, I want to share with you that you are here to lead a movement. There's something, there's a story, there's something that your soul was called, was called to do. And you're the one, like, I want that to sink in. You are the one that gets to lead this conversation. You're the one that gets to lead and share your insights and stories and what happened so people can be free. We're here to free each other. I thank God for the women that showed up. I, I mean, I can't even thank Oprah enough. Like I can't. How do you begin to thank Felicia Rashad, Claire, and the Cosby Show? How do you thank Dr. DeVoe? How do you thank my professor? How do you thank my mom, right? How do I thank myself? How do I thank all of these women? There's so much more. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share more and more and more as we go, as you know, my heart is led, but I have so many people to thank, so many people that said yes, 
to the vision. Yes, to sharing their stories, right? Yes. Like, think about if Oprah just said, no, I've been abused so much. Who am I to, 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 to think that I can have a talk show? I just think about that, right? Your life is too important. Every single story you've been to, been through is too important. No story is tiny, whether it's like mine, whether it's not, it does not matter. Every single story is valid. You may not have been through the things that I've been through, Oprah have been through, different people have been through. It doesn't matter. Whatever your story is, whatever your process is, whatever you've gone through, whatever you've experienced, You've got what I call, I like to call them gems. You got gems out of them, right? You've, you've, you've collected gems, insights, epiphanies, things that you can help when you share with people, what happens, right? When you share insights and have these conversations with people, what you do is you collapse the time it takes them to experience it. When Dr. DeVoe, right, said to me, Queenette, forgive yourself. I promise you, and I don't know this, but I know this for a fact. Like, I don't know this, but I know this for a fact. You get it. You can hold two things at the same time. That whatever she's gone through, whatever she's been through, whatever her story is, right? I can assure you that somebody showed her that lesson. She learned that lesson from somebody. She picked up that gem from somewhere. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that she was brave enough to show up one day for this Nigerian for this Nigerian girl and look her in the eye with all her heart open, trusting that it's gonna be okay, and tell her forgive herself, like tell her, like and look at her, so she knows. And she almost felt like I needed to know, just like I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, already knowing, I know you need to know the things that are coming out of my mouth. She, when she said that to me, she knew, Dr. Vogue knew, I needed to hear what's coming out of her mouth. When Oprah said yes, she knew, that she says it still to say that there needed to be an example and she's standing on the, and her ancestors, she, she, she is walking with her ancestors is how she likes to say it. That she's walking with a hundred ancestors behind her saying, come on. I want you to let that land. And so for whatever thing you think you have, no matter how, we, we always like to minimize what we've been through and what we have. And I'm telling you this, right? Whatever that story is, whatever that process is, whatever that season is, it's you. You've been called. You have been called. And I'm looking you in your eyes and I'm telling you, answer the call speak from your soul you are the one that is going to unlock locks for people that i cannot unlock the people that 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 have you know how many people have said things that i couldn't hear they weren't called to me so i couldn't hear it i heard it and it went over my head i heard it and i ignored it i heard it i couldn't get it byron katie was for me Oprah is for me. Michelle Obama is for me. I can I can feel it. My mother's for me. My aunt is for me. These women are for me. I heard I heard it. I saw it. I can hear them. I'm saying to you, your people, your tribe, 
can hear your call, can hear your story. There are people that are going to listen to me that cannot connect. That's okay. I was so, I wasn't called to share this with them, but you, and I hate to point, but you were called to share, share your insights with them, share your understanding with them, share your perspective with them, and they can hear you. This is where I get upset a little bit. And this is coming up in the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to scratch this a little bit. Where I get upset, right, is the brave women that came before me did it with fear in one hand and faith in the other hand. And they said, I'm going to do it. I'm afraid. Byron Kate is on Oprah show. If I mess up, millions of people are going to see. I'm afraid. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. The calling on your life is not about you. It comes through you, but it's not about you. When you get clear about it, it's not about you and you get out the way, it does what it's supposed to do. And so the reason why I get upset is because there are some of you, and I love you. I love you. I know I'm called to speak to you. Is that you let overthinking, self-doubt, the things that you've gone through when we talked about it, I understand. I'm saying this with all compassion. Get in the way. And I want you to say no more. No more. Who would you be if you got out of your own way? What would you do if you got out of your own way? How would you show up if you got out of your own way and say, you know what? I'm the one. I'm the one who gets to do this. I'm the one whose stories is important to my tribe. I'm the one who gets to share this story and share that story and share this insight and share what I've learned and share how I've overcome these things. I'm the one who gets to do that. That's my invitation to you. That's my invitation to you. Could you be the one for somebody else? Could you not worry about what's going to happen, how it's going to happen? What, you know, can you, can you be the one for someone else? Journal assignment. Could you be the one who shares your story? And if you did, what kind of an impact would you have? What kind of an impact would you have? Oprah didn't know she was going to be Oprah. Michelle Obama didn't know she was going to be Michelle Obama. Byron Katie didn't know she was going to be Byron Katie. Queenette didn't know she was going to be Queenette. I promise you. I promise you I didn't know I was going to be Queenette. Because when I was, before I came to America and I was six years old and five years old, my babysitter used to throw me up against the wall and physically abuse me over and over again. Throw me against the wall over and over again, over and over and again. I thought I was going to die over and over again, just over and over again, over and over again. That pain was coated inside my body. It's just now I'm finally, I forgave her. I thought I did. But the physical residue of that stayed with me for so many years. And it's just now that I'm getting over the physical pain of that. Not physical pain, like I'm in physical pain, but your body holds on to like, you, you, the body holds on to trauma. And so while I've done the talk therapy, while I've done some of the work to forgive her, I actually sat with a therapist, right? To process that. My body remembered, because I think my mind remembered and I couldn't, this is, this, this is what happened. I think I don't know uh, evil like that. Like I couldn't wrap my mind around
But I'm going to chug up against the wall over and over again. Not just pushing, throwing, like swing and throwing with somebody else holding my feet, somebody else holding my hand, and she's throwing me against the wall over and over again. That image is just now leaving. It's just now processing. I did some amazing work recently that has helped me so much remove the, the, the coding on me off. So the talk therapy did some things in terms of releasing and, and thing. But that one, that stayed with me. Like that, that stayed with me for a very, very long time. So any defensiveness came from protecting myself. So that work, I'm that physical part of that work, I'm just doing now. I'm just doing now. And I had I, like a couple of uh, months ago, like I did some really deep stuff and it was so good. I was like, oh, I had to um, do some visualization and stuff like that. And, 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 and like, and just work through it in my mind and stuff like that. And in my body and stuff like that. So finally, I feel like it's course going through, going through, but I had to look at that again. I think that you know, when I talk about it and I did the work I did before, I feel like, okay, I did it. I want to be done with it. That's a clue. I did it. I want to be done with it. Uh, should be a clue. And um, <clears throat> so that I, I share that with you because I'm processing things still, right? I don't have to be perfect to still show up. You don't have to be perfect to still show up. You do not have to be perfect to still show up. You are qualified, you are qualified to show up right now with all the things that you have going on, right? That's what we'll say. We have things going on with all the things you have going on. You know, you can still show up right now. You can still show up right now. You are overqualified as you walk and do the healing work. We get to hold the things that we're still healing and walk with our purpose because your purpose and the healing work that you have to do are two different things. Those two different energies, right? I get to still show up, do my work and still be processing things that I have to process. Okay. So I shared a lot of questions that I want you to journal, replay, and do the work, okay? Do the work. Um, when I say do the work, give yourself an opportunity to unlock more locks so you can be free. Unlock more locks so you can be the one that shares this. So you can feel you can feel safe to share this, right? In Right now, right, I can share this because I feel safe to share this. There's part of my story that I've shared before and then parts that I just, I just, didn't feel safe enough to share it. So the more um, safe I feel, the more work I've done, the more healing I've done, the more safe I feel to share it. And this is what I want for you as well. Okay. So this is it for day three. Replay, do the work, forgive the ones you need to forgive, right? Think about the things that you don't want to, like I just tell you things that I thought I did, well, I dealt with. And I'm just like, oh, all right, I did it. Amen. <laughs> Like, all right, all right, all right, already, all right, already. Um, this work is 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 beautiful. His is beautiful work that we get to do. I forgot who I forgot her name. She's a therapist. Dr. Dr. Thema. I think that's her name, Dr. Thema. She said something on a podcast that never left me. She said, We have the privilege of therapy that previous generations didn't have, right? She said, we have the privilege of therapy that previous generations didn't have. And that sat with me because how I looked at that, I was like, I'm blessed. 
like no matter what happened, right? I'm blessed to have this conversation, to have the internet the way it is now, to have people all over the world be able to speak to you, talk to you, connect with you and things like that. We're, we're blessed. We're blessed. So can we look at the gratitude in being, in being, and even if you're not from this generation, so to speak, but like, if you can hear this, we're blessed. We're blessed. Okay. So that is it for day two, day, day three. I'm sorry. Do the work. Just keep doing the work and leaning in, leaning in, leaning in. When your body wants to tell you, oh no, that's too much. When your body and your mind wants to tell you, okay, enough already. Okay. Okay. Don't allow it to. Do not allow it to. You are more powerful. You are stronger and a beautiful, strong, not strong. And I'm going to hold on to things and controlling, but you are powerful. You can do it because you've been called to do it. You've been called to do it. So that's why you can do it because you've been called. You didn't call yourself. You've been invited to do it. Okay. Have a great day. I'll talk to you in the next class. Cannot wait. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another insightful episode of Messaging for Impact with your host, Queenette Wobodo. We hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to fuel your entrepreneurial journey. If you found today's episode helpful, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower women entrepreneurs like you. Remember, your message has the power to change lives, starting with your own. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the strategies and mindset shifts that will help you leave a lasting legacy through your business. Until then, keep believing in your limitless potential and keep sharing your message for impact.